Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Well, the auto industry, as we've been reporting all week long, has rolled up its sleeves and is plunging into the effort to build medical equipment to fight the coronavirus. But the auto industry is also facing some big problems. The S&P is worried about the plunge in the economy, and it just downgraded the Ford Motor Company to a non-investment status, or what is popularly called junk status. And it warned that more cuts for Ford could come. This is going to hurt the Ford Motor Company in two ways. Number one, it's going to have higher borrowing costs. And number two, some investment funds are not allowed to invest in companies that have a junk status. And that's going to hurt Ford stock even more. But it's not just Ford. Moody's is warning that it might reduce GM's credit rating. And Moody's is also predicting that car sales could be down 30% in the second quarter globally and down 15% for the year. And with car sales looking bleak, it's starting to hit dealership investments. Asbury Automotive just backed out of a billion-dollar deal. It was going to buy a dealership franchise that's got 17 different franchises called Park Place. They mainly have dealerships with Mercedes-Benz, Jaguar, Land Rover, and Porsche. Asbury is backing out of the billion-dollar deal because it wants to hoard as much cash as possible with the coming downturn, and it even had to pay $10 million to get out of that deal. Meanwhile, down in Australia, Honda's dealers are furious with the company. Honda just announced it's going to slash the number of dealerships it has in Australia, though it didn't put a number on how many it's going to cut, and they're going to adopt what they call an agency style of business. That's where customers will deal directly with Honda and simply go to the dealership to pick up their new car or get it serviced. And Honda's going to pay dealers a fee to handle all the transactions because there isn't going to be any haggling on this. Some disgruntled dealers in Australia say that the Honda brand down under is in terminal decline and will probably go the way of Holden, which of course is the GM brand that has backed out of the Australian market altogether. Meanwhile, let's come back to the U.S. for a minute, where all OEMs have closed down their manufacturing facilities, with the exception of Kia. It's still building cars and does not plan to close its plant until next Monday. But it looks like automakers are starting to target April 6th, as the day that they try to bring production back to some degree. But it's going to go slow. Ford says it will open its plant in Hermosillo, Mexico, but only on one shift. Then it plans to open more plants by April 14th, but that's the plan. We'll have to see how this actually rolls out. And then later today, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours. We're going to be going live later this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be talking about automotive history and some fantastic new technology that's coming in automotive lighting. And if you'd like to get involved in this, of course, we welcome your questions. You can submit them via the chat room. You can send them in via Twitter or send us an email, and you can send that to viewer mail at autoline.tv. And then join Gary Vasilash and me later this afternoon for some of the best insights into the automotive industry.
The C8 is the first production mid-engine Corvette ever, but Chevrolet actually has quite a history of exploring a mid-engine layout. The Serv 1, which came out around 1960, was the first effort at this, and of course Serv, C-E-R-V, stands for Chevrolet Engineering Research Vehicle. There was the Serv 2 and the Serv 3 as well, and then the Aerovet and Corvette Indy. Blackjack is the C8's first prototype, which we consider to be the spiritual successor to all those other cars. It looks like a Holden Ute, but it could have been a whole lot different looking. Actually, they looked at making it into a station wagon uh, or a van, uh, but ultimately this is kind of the overall shape that was uh, chosen. Although it looks like a ute, it only really shares four components with it. The rest of it is all hand-laid fiberglass over the top, and it's just to kind of cover the platform to kind of hide it from in plain sight. Uh, the components are fascia, headlamp, uh, mirrors and tail lamps, and the rest of it is all hand-built. You can see all three of these prototypes and other things about it on the link that we have in the show notes that goes to a video that's got more about it, and you can check that out right now. We've got some plans from Toyota about its future product plans that leaked out of a dealership presentation. Here's some of the details. This year, Toyota gets an all-new five-seat crossover that brings back the Venza name. In 2021, a new Tundra is going to come out. It will ride on a new platform, and at the top of the line, it's going to get a twin-turbo V6. There's also going to be a Corolla-based crossover coming out, and the Toyota 86 will get built on a Toyota platform with a more powerful engine. Lexus will see the next-generation IS sedan in 2021, as well as an all-new NX crossover, and maybe we're going to see Lexus's version of the Mirai fuel cell car. The Sequoia and Forerunner will be all new in 22 and are on the same platform as the Tundra. The new Lexus RX crossover will come out. The LCF will get a new twin turbo V8, which will be shared with the all new LX SUV. And finally, in 2023 comes the next generation versions of the Camry and Tacoma pickup, and it's possible the Land Cruiser will become a hardcore off-roader. These are just the highlights of what came out of that report, and you can check the link to get even more details. And let's go back to Toyota for the moment to talk about its efforts into research in artificial intelligence for predictive behavior. This is going to be incredibly important for autonomous vehicles that try to figure out and predict what pedestrians are going to do, or bicyclists, or even other drivers while they're on the road. And to lead the whole effort, Toyota just hired Uber's former head of platform data. Toyota is also going to explore how to use this technology and in artificial intelligence in different parts of the company, including sales and product planning. And now take a look at this. Volkswagen converted a 1966 T1 Samba bus into an all-electric concept vehicle. It features an 82-horsepower electric motor, that's twice as powerful as the original four-cylinder boxer engine. It has a top speed of 80 miles an hour compared to 65 miles an hour for the original. It gets a 45-kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery that provides 124 miles of range. Volkswagen is offering similar conversions to customers in Europe, and it goes for 65,000 euros. 
Scuderia Cameron Glickenhaus, better known as SCG, is working on a simple solution to create virus masks. It doesn't have the ability to make a ton of these masks, so it's taking an off-the-shelf approach. SCG wants to take already available full-face snorkel masks and mate them with inline CPAP filters. All CSG would have to do is make a medical-grade adapter that fits between the two pieces, and it thinks this would be a quicker way to make reusable masks. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Mercedes is showing off its first electric van, the EQV, which recently completed some winter tests. Engineers tested the vehicle in Sweden near the Arctic Circle for several weeks. They measured the effects that the cold has on handling ergonomics and comfort. Engineers found that it's ready for customers who live in cold weather. The van has a range of 260 miles, but that's based on the NEDC test cycle, and it's scheduled to launch in the second half of this year. Hyundai took off the wraps of the new Elantra last week, and boy, that thing has got some terrific styling. It's also going to come with a hybrid version for the first time. And I was able to interview Mike Evanoff, the head of product planning at Hyundai Motor America, to get his views of how this works, the hybrid system that is, and why they got such good fuel, fuel economy out of it. I gotta warn you, the, the video I'm about to show you is not the highest quality, but it does get the message across. Well, it's, it's an evolution of the, the hybrid system from the last generation Sonata, um, but the engineers worked on aerodynamics, uh, also in the transmission, uh, there's active shift control, which aligns the electric motor with the rotation of the engine and the transmission uh, to help shift times. You know, it's about 30% faster uh, shift time, um, which helps fuel economy. So we really pushed it. It's like an 18% increase uh, in fuel economy from, from the outgoing model. And of course, you can watch that entire video right now on our YouTube channel or on the AutoLine website. And before we go, we've got to show you this picture from Kevin Hissel. Kevin's a hilarious guy that we love to follow because he always posts something that puts a smile on our face. And this one is no different. It's a picture of a very modest mobile home with a Bugatti Veyron parked under the carport. And Kevin, who always comes up with clever captions, says, this is the way to spot the meth lab in a neighborhood. And Kevin, thanks for your posting. We love seeing it. That wraps up today's show. Thank you for watching. We'll see you later this afternoon for After Hours.